0: Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pearce here with you for the 500-something and time with the chef that can do no wrong. He is the king of the king. He is Australia's number one wellness expert. He is the lover of longevity. He has mastered the art of nutrition. He is Dr. Damien John Christoph. Hello,
1: DJK. Hello, Pearcey. MDP, great to uh, see you, mate. Great to be here with you. I've paused on my screen. Am I paused on your screen?
0: Yeah, yeah. You've dis- oh, you're back. You're back now. I I'm can back.
1: see. All right. Yep, it's now caught back. up. All right. We had a little bit of a uh, an eye fail, but that's okay. We're back. Um, PC, I'm great. Thank you. And looking forward to having a little chat about um, this little topic. And you alluded to this before. Like you nail the old – eggs and greens for six every single day and um, you cook for six people easily. You do it in your sleep with your eyes closed, hands tied behind your back on one foot, hopping and singing uh, Kumbaya. Like you can do anything uh, when it comes to – if there's six or less – when there's six or less so you were alluding the other day now i love cooking too and the bigger the group the better for me i love it and i don't get stressed about it i never get stressed about cooking for lots of people in fact there was one time christmas we had 60 people at our house 60 60 at our house and i loved it i had a spit we had chickens and we had a lamb we had a pig we had the whole lot there was so much on this spit and i and it was 37 degrees, and I loved it. I thought it was absolutely. And I gardened a couple of days beforehand because you know how much I love gardening. I, I didn't know. Oh,
0: this sounds I, like this sounds like almost you died and gone to heaven because your version of heaven would be a garden, and some food, and some really good people, and just yeah. pretty much that on repeat. Oh, and a golf course, yeah. and pretty much that. You just a pig in. You know what?
1: Poo, pig in yeah. poo. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And yeah. tell, tell me, PC, because uh, what you alluded to earlier in our pre-show discussion was in a very that,
0: private conversation.
1: Yes, was that you? Had to cook for ten, or you were talking about cooking for ten, and it was stressing. It was was it stressful? You know, did you nail it? And Uh,
0: I I love cooking. I'm very much like you. I am loving. um, So we've got my dad and Brenda up at the moment, and uh, as many people know, Sarah's mum and dad live two doors up. uh, So we often have dinner with Rob and Jill, which makes eight of us. And then Dad and Brenda are staying at Rob and Jill's. A lot easier when you've got four young kids. Um, So we've been having a lot of meals. For ten now we've got our mojo on for meals of eight uh definitely got our mojo on and like you said a lot of meals for six happen like that with clockwork um, mm. but meals for ten with with uh, four kids particularly hungry three-year-olds it's the dinners it's the dinners meals for ten dinners with uh with seven decades in in the age gap um, you know, you have got the three-year-old who's hungry and tired and cannot necessarily <laughs> deal with the hunger so much. But then you've got the the parents and the grandparents who probably love the idea of everyone like um, eating at the same time. And yeah, and you've also got family it. members that you know. Like, and his name's David Pierce. He's my dad who loves to eat it whilst it's hot. <laughs> Whereas any any <laughs> parents uh, listening to this will know that at some point in your life you kind of give up on eating every meal whilst it's hot because. Yeah. Uh, just one example of this was, um, it must've been dinner for not, no, it was actually dinner for 13. It was dinner for 12. Sorry. I'm going everywhere here. It was dinner (laughs) for 12 because Sarah's brother, Chris had been out fishing and his two kids, Albie and Grace were with us. And I'm like, well, if Albie and Grace are here, they should just stay for dinner. And I've messaged Chris saying, mate, do you want to have dinner here? you know, I've got snags and chook and veg and salad. And he's like, mate, that'd be great. Um, And so I was like, perfect, easy to smash a few more snags on the barbie. But Darby was at a birthday party and he was being dropped off kind of near dinner time. And so anyway, we're getting everything ready. And then it's like everyone is eating, but you kind of got the three-year-old that wants a drink and then the eight-year-old that wants a different drink. And then the six-year-old, oh, I want a different drink. And all of these moving parts and then it's like everyone's eating and then it's like oh hold on everyone save a plate for darby you know the 10 year old oh hold on but he doesn't like those potatoes make sure you get those potatoes oh okay i'll give you some of mine so he can have this and there's no meltdowns and it's like there's a part of you that going part of me is going okay i'm having all these longevity thoughts in my mind i'm like okay we're serving family style but it's mental because it's like platters and a mass sharing of food and all these mass communications and part of you is like you know is it easier or wiser to just you know pop everyone's plates up on the kitchen bench and serve you know accordingly um or do you roll with the punches of big group meals i i personally am like you I like i thrive on the um I thrive on all of that interaction, but I think as a like on this particular night, um, or this evening, it was only about five o'clock, five thirty. I was more like, gosh, there were so many moving parts. Even I was starting to get a bit short tempered, and I was like, oh, can we all just sit down and just <laughs> eat the meal? But I just thought I'd throw up in the discussion because I feel like um, post COVID, a lot of people are like, well, you know, hosting people is a little bit tougher. Oh, I've got to cook this, I've got to cook for more, la la la. And again, knowing that you are a great host and a great cook, I thought, well, let's have this conversation. Like yeah. mastering the art of socializing with food, lots of people, um, preferences, the way that we prepare food, um, you know, loud and loud crash bang in the kitchen or cool calm and collected in the kitchen. You know, a lot of differences in relationships and so on. Let's open up this conversation. We're on Facebook today. So our Facebook listeners and community members can chime in as well. But, yeah, what are your first uh, reactions and responses to my little story there?
1: Well, you know what? I used to always plate up everyone's meal. I used to always plate up. And didn't matter how big, you know, the party was, was 10, 15, 20, 30, whatever, I'd plate up the meals because I like the way in which um, things look, you know, in terms of presentation. But then um, when we went to Greece, uh, I realized that the family style of eating you know, requires large bowls, large plates, and you fill those large bowls and large plates with food, and people then help themselves to be whatever it is. Um, and that's my preference these days. Like, I prefer to go that way. Now, in saying that, when I'm cooking for two or four people, which is a small table, um, I will plate up. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll plate it, I'll arrange it. You know, if, if it's two plates, they're twins. If it's three plates, they're triplets. If there's four plates, it's quadruplets. Is that right? And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and they are, are you just going to keep on going and going? <laughs> smear is the same of the smashed, you know, sweet potato or the carrot puree or the pea, um, the mash, mashy peas or whatever, you know, whatever it is that is my base. Or if there's three spears of asparagus for one person, there's three spears of asparagus for everybody, you know. So I'll divide it up. And if I've got one spear of asparagus left over, I've got one spear of asparagus left over. It doesn't worry me. You know, that's that's fine. <laughs> um and so I'll do that for a smaller group. For a large group, it's help yourself, go for it. You know what I mean? Like mm. just get stuck yeah. into this and um and and serve yourself. Go for gold. And if you want to go back for seconds or make your plate look like you've never eaten before, then do that. That's totally fine. So that's that's how I kind of roll with that.
0: So can I pepper you with questions on this? Because and and I'd love the audience can I just, on Facebook before to ask you do that. Before you do
1: that, I want yes. to go back to Sunday the seventh of August, two thousand. <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> Sunday the seventh of August, two thousand and twenty-two. It's it's ticking over probably around about six thirty at night. Um, there's crickets, uh, bats flying overhead. Jackson and I pull up to the front of Marcus Pierce's house in Byron Bay or in the Byron Shire. And as, as we pull up, we, um, we don't hear much. There's, there's, there's no sound and we knock on the door. Darby comes to the door, um, lets me in and, uh, and Jackson in and we come in and we walk to the table and there's six plates there, all filled, but nobody sitting at the table. Now, for me, like when I saw that, I'm going to give you my immediate reaction. It was like, what the heck? There's food at the table and people have left the table? I was like. They'd
0: probably bolted to run to the front door. <laughs> to find out who was there? That's exactly what happened. No. Dubby was standing like a stunned mullet at the front door and we're like, Dubby, you got to talk to the person at the door. We didn't know that you were going, Dubby, don't say
1: anything. Don't say that. But no, but then no one went back to the table to finish the meal. So I was like, hey, we hadn't seen you in like eight years. It was illegal
0: to see you. I said, do you want a beer? We stopped eating dinner. We went and okay. had a beer on the balcony.
1: All right. So that's not normal.
0: No. Do you think we okay. would have said, would you like to um, sit down and and watch us eat our dinner?
1: No, I thought you might have offered us some dinner, but no, I was like. No. no, I'm joking. I'm joking. No. What, what,
0: what, well, I'm <laughs> never going to give you food. I was only going to offer you alcohol. It was, it. Results, You're not eating.
1: And, and some veggies. And, um, but for me, I was like, oh, all this food's going cold. Is that going to be okay? How, what are you going to do here? Hopefully, you don't put it in the microwave because that's a bad thing. And so uh, that's, that's what, what microwave I was what putting going, into. And I was happy to have a beer, but it's bad to microwave your food. So anyway, yeah. that's funny. So yeah, is that's. That what I was. Is that seriously what you thought? Yes, I was thinking yeah. like the poor guys, like you, the kids should be eating their meal and there I am roughing them up and tickling them and, you know, trying to yeah, throw right, down You below. don't know
0: how novel you are in our family. Yeah, And any parent of young kids has long given up on having a hot meal unless they're with the company of adults somewhere else. You are way more exciting than food. You were our nourishment, DJK. <laughs> you and Jackson were our nourishment. Um <laughs> yeah summer daily i'm not anti-microwave for other people i just don't really do it in our house i'm much more of a stove and a gas burner kind of guy hey yeah, um, me too me dj too. i just want to ask you with this um family style dining right do you feel so i did family style for the the 12 of us the other night and it's yeah. and i love it and i love, i just love pulling out platters that i just are in the back corner you know how you often go to the same two or three platters When you have unexpected guests, I'm like, oh, just let me find stuff and just let me pull heaps of stuff out. But what I'm finding difficult, uh, being someone that has a massive open-door policy in the house, I'm finding it difficult to combine my love of great food and nutritious food. Essentially what I'm saying is I'm not making enough food. So what's your tip? Because I don't do a lot of leftovers. Like, mm-hmm. and ever since December 14, 2022, I've been cooking the meals most nights nice, since there has been waylaid. Mm. I have been cooking more, cooking bigger quantities. But again, we go to Ikaria, and mm. I know it's a bit different, but like... They're never short of food. I know if we go up to Yanni and Joanna's, it's like, they'll just get strawberries or they'll, they'll get like single ingredient stuff. Yeah. We yeah. don't tend to do a lot of that in Australia, single ingredient. Like, remember, they just put out a bowl of strawberries or they'd cut up some tomatoes or they'd, they'd get some cheese and some bread. I no, would do
1: that.
0: Yeah, but I think, I think in Australia, again, it's more like we'd have dips and crackers or we'd have cheese with grapes, with crackers, with blueberries, with fig jam, with... You know, but I'm like, yeah, so I'm just more like, what's your tips on cooking more than you need, even if you don't necessarily know if it's going to be eaten?
1: Well, for me, I'm always happy to always over serve, like to always have way too much food. So there's going to be extra meat. There's going to be extra salad. There's going to be extra vegetables all the time. Because I never know. Is how that like every meal you cook?
0: I. Is that just a habit you have that you I'll just always cook?
1: overcook? Yeah, not always overcook. Food, <laughs> always over oversupply. Always <laughs>
0: tough meat at domos. Tough.
1: Yeah, tough. Tough, tough bounces when you drop it. Absolutely. <laughs> no, but uh, I will always, always um, have too much food, um, and we do that because it works for either Amber or me to have um, a meal the next day that's already made. So all we do is pop it in a saucepan, a little bit of water in the saucepan, put the lid on and reheat it for two or three minutes. And it's good. It's good to go. And it tastes as good as what it tasted you know, the day before. So um, and it's never too hot that way and never burn your mouth. That's why I don't use a microwave. But I the, I keep it really simple um, so that I can do that. But if I've made a curry, for example, like I love making a chicken curry, chicken green curry. So I make a chicken green curry from scratch with all fresh herbs and all that sort of stuff. I love it cook up my own coconut rice and, uh, you know, I stir um, shaved coconut through that rice with coconut milk and it's delicious. But I always make too much because then the next day we've, we've got a lunch. Um, and so it just allows us to eat good quality, high quality food um, for a lunch meal because we had leftovers, if that makes sense, yeah?
0: Yeah, Now that makes a lot of sense. And then uh, what I'd love to know is, and this is a bit of a, a – um, a, a deviation, but in your household, mm. is one of you very? Le- I'm very leftover sensitive. Like for me, if it's been in the fridge for more than a couple of days, I'm like, salmonella, E. coli, death, <laughs> dying, hospital I'm emergency. Like, I'm like,
1: this is like, good for my microbiome. And Sarah
0: will see like ten day old food and be like, it's fine. Like yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You> guys- <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like going well, I like your kimchi, sauerkraut. You know, from time to time, I've even dabbled with kombucha. So, you know, like I, you know, I go, well, if I'm going to eat that stuff, which is weeks old, you know, why wouldn't I eat stuff? The only thing that I've ever had a problem with is rice. So, like, I've actually had massive food poisoning from rice. Um, but I think what I learned from that was that you can only reheat it once, not twice or three times. So... Um, I think this is really important is making sure that when you do reheat, you reheat the portion that it is that you want so that you don't reheat Mm -hmm. it and then put it back in the fridge and then reheat it and put it back in the fridge. That's when you're asking for trouble. So I'm all good with bugs. Like I don't don't really mind it. Like, you know, in fact, if there's a few extra bugs on the food, then, you know, that's got to be good for me. It's good for my immune system. I mean, goodness gracious. Um, How sterile do you want to be? You know, <laughs> so oh, this like,
0: is good. This is good. Give
1: us, yeah, the books. No, this
0: is give good. Much. I think I, I think I need to give my, give my belly a bit more biodiversity, because good good um, I, am, I am, I am anti leftovers. This is probably part of my. I, I don't ever try to cook just enough. I would always try and cook, I don't know, twenty percent more than I need. I'd always rather look at the food I've made and go, I've made too much, than the dreaded, oh my gosh, I haven't made enough. Mm-hmm. Um, my next question to you is. Yes. And this is the art of this is this is more I don't know if this is the art of relationship or the art of food. I'd love to know your views. I am someone that just loves to dance around the kitchen, not 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 actually dance like Fred Astaire, but I mean move around, open drawers, work some sharp angles, pull out saucepans, crash bang burners on burners off like i'll commentate whilst i'm making it i'll talk out loud some days i'll get all the ingredients ready other days i'm like no i'm just going to get it out one at a time obviously i don't want to get to the point where i go i don't have that ingredient so i'm not that random but do you have views because i have very well trodden views on food prep and relationships and cleanliness and all of that tell me your views on food prep, as in kitchen utensils, crockery, all of that.
1: So here's something that I do, and I'm really particular about it, Pissy. As I cook, I clean. So the one thing that I hate when somebody comes into my kitchen, if they are cooking and they don't clean at the same time, so I hate it. Like I <laughs> just you hate, never, it. I ever, hate it. I hate Ever like, let like me cook I, like in the your sink kitchen? Isn't a place to put. Dirty dishes, like a sink is a place where you rinse your vegetables or you wash your hands or you rinse your plates or whatever it 's not a storage spot for dirty stuff, so in my mind, like yeah, like you, I dance around the kitchen i 've got you know the fans going i've got the lights on i've got the burners going i've got different chopping boards full of different stuff. I've got bowls of pre-chopped stuff. I've got like the whole lot. It's all ready to go. I mean, in my mind, all of my timing is correct. Like I know exactly when things are going in and where, and where I'm going to steam stuff, where I'm going to barbecue stuff, what's happening. I've got the whole order going. It's happening. Like it's all happening. But, where I fall off the wagon is when someone puts something in the sink and it's dirty and they leave it in the sink. The sink is not a place for dirty dishes. We've got a dishwasher, put it in the dishwasher. Or wash it and then put it on the rack to dry it. So, so it can be used because there's nothing worse than needing to use something and it's dirty because some schmuck has left it in the sink. So it drives me crazy.
0: So if Amber is cooking for a larger group of people, Drives me, drives, me drives me crazy. How does Amber roll
1: around the kitchen? The reason why I'm opposite track, is this right? She this is listens to 100 Not Out, right? So, and I've got courage because she's never going to listen to this, right? So, <laughs> if, she, if she was right next to me, I'd go, Oh, honey, you know, would you mind just washing the dishes? You know, she put it in the thing, you know, that's where I'd be. See, I'm Amber. Right.
0: I am Amber. Yeah. And you are Sarah <laughs> in my relationship. I am Jimmy Jam. Really? And Sarah cannot comprehend that I am happy to have dirty dirty kitchen at the when the meal is about to start see my rhythm is work your magic in the kitchen go as hard as you like and then once the meal is over go back into the kitchen and clean that workspace
1: (laughs) what a waste of time like that is just a way this stuff that's sizzling away cooking away what are you doing like if, if that would mean to me and this is the other thing that gets my goat that would mean to me if you're not washing dishes in between turning a steak or checking the temperature or making sure that things are going at the right time. If you're not washing dishes in between that time, then you're tasting the food, and that gets my goat. Like so, like I don't like it. What do you mean but, tasting the food? Well, people will like. The other thing that I don't like is as things are being plated up or a being prepared, somebody walks nerve. up. And as I'm preparing, you know, to put things into big bowls or whatever, someone just walks up and helps themselves to the food that's just been cooked and it's not been served up yet. You know what I mean? So that drives me crazy too. So, Dude,
0: they're getting a few comments here. They're getting a few comments. I'm exactly like you, Damo, says Jody Basil. Can't cope with chaos. Same with timing and the sink. What about – see – now, this is, again, we're all a little bit different here. And, again, we're pushing yes. a few buttons. Don't mean to yeah, I love it. rile you, Damo. What about <laughs> if I said that um, in between the whilst the food is cooking, mm. that I might be preparing some more food? Is it because – are we different because you've already prepared that food? So if I'm doing a very simple meal like a pasta and the pasta's yeah. boiling, I yeah. might be preparing the pesto sauce whilst the pasta's boiling. Now, pasta's a pretty simple example because I probably would be cleaning up as I go because it's not not so many different elements. Um, but are you someone, and and again, I know this is an art, it's not a science, but are you someone that would prepare the, the, the pesto pasta, the pesto sauce before the whole thing takes place? Or would you also be doing it like me, making it whilst the pasta's boiling, but um, you'd just be cleaning up as you go along as well?
1: So because pasta literally only takes four minutes to cook, like it's the last thing that goes on. So for me, everything else has been prepared. So everything else has been prepared. It's just sitting on the simmer. Um, It's ready to rock and roll. And then the pasta goes on. So the pasta's hot. Oh, so you're doing the dishes. Together.
0: You're doing the dishes when the pasta's on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You've got yeah. four minutes. Yeah, I've got four minutes. I can clean everything up. It's all ready to rock and roll. Then I've plated everything up. The only thing that's now left that's dirty is the the – pan that I was cooking a sauce in um, or the pasta, you know, bowl that I was cooking, the, what's it, the pot that the pasta has been cooking in, um, plus the plates and whatever dishes we use as a family while we're eating. So it's so much simpler than that you know, once the meal is finished, you clean the, clear the table, stuff goes straight in the dishwasher, and we are good to go. Now, I love what Julietta said. Julietta said, get everyone else to help, and I think that's great if you've got a tribe of people to help you out. I can't but stand I also, people in the
0: kitchen. I cannot but, stand people in the kitchen. Sorry, Julietta. I but, kicked them out.
1: But that's what I was going to say. I prefer to go it alone, Juliana. Um But in my new kitchen, which is going to be massive, PC, it's going to be massive. It's going to be, it's going to be as big as Jamie Oliver's kitchen. It's so big. It's, and I'm going to have space. So I'm going to be able to give people tasks. And the cooking area is away from the washing up area. So, um, and the dishwasher. So I've got space. I've designed that really, really well. But, Juliana, I, I definitely don't have too many rules, just like you said there. But I, I don't have too many rules. It's just stuff that I love. So I love
0: that this has got people talking on
1: Facebook at least
0: anyway. Yeah. <laughs> There's a few people <laughs> popping in. Now, I don't know if this is legit or not. I don't know Gabriel Martinez. No, uh, the comment says, what is this about? food who are these people (laughs) okay um robin burke says yep love time management in the kitchen um summer daily says you guys must have some extravagant meals i don't know just talking pasta uh julietta says yeah you can dance have conversations um damo yeah before we wrap this up uh because we we've gone on and i do need to wrap it up but i do need to ask you a question um do you think um that again, in in my observation, and and I'm going to say you and Amber fit this as well, that opposites attract and particularly in the way that people like to prepare food in the kitchen. But do you think um, that there is a space for people that don't like having people in the kitchen, like myself, Mm -hmm. is there a space like, so you sound like you like to run your own ship, Right. I, I know I like to run yeah. my own ship, but I was raised yeah. in a family where my mum ran her own ship and that's just learnt behavior. Is there a space for socializing and food prep at the same time? Because here's yeah. my limiting belief. For okay. me, I'm not very good at multitasking. If I'm socializing with someone, yeah. I will make a mistake in my food prep. So I don't like socializing, not even with my kids, not with Cerber. With anyone, when I'm on, it's like, just let me make the meal. And wow. a part of me loves it because I actually don't have to have responsibility for anyone else. I can just be me. But when you're designing a beautiful kitchen like you are, yeah. it sounds to me like you actually are inviting the possibility mm-hmm. for socializing and meal prep. Now, is it because some meal prep is easier than others and they're not, as Summer says, they're not all extravagant meals? You just like to have mm-hmm. someone sitting at a bar stool having a glass of wine whilst you prepare. Um what say you on this as our closing conversation on this very, very controversial topic?
1: I love socializing and preparing a meal. I love it. And so I will prepare a cheese board or a charcuterie board before um, people arrive so that as people arrive, they can sit and eat and do all that sort of stuff while I'm prepping. And as they say, can I help? I say, no, thanks. I've got it. And so, And then I'm happy to have conversation and chat and laugh and tell stories. And as long as people don't get in my way – I am absolutely delighted to be socializing and chopping and preparing and all that sort of stuff. But I don't want – generally, I don't want somebody helping me out um, in that meal prep time. When it comes to serving all that sort of stuff, we've got to get things into bowls or we've got to chop up some meat or carve a turkey or whatever it is, then go for gold. You can help out then. But while I'm prepping it and getting it all ready, I am yep. – I pig and poo, and I love my space. But I, coming back to your little thing where you go, well, this is my time, I get that because it's intense in your household. You've got all these little voices at you, and so I can imagine that you just need to tune out and bug out and just do your own thing. And so I find <laughs> cooking very meditative, <laughs> you know, so I imagine that might be part of what's going on there. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, I love it. Well, Gabriella, Gabriel Martinez says, this randomly came up on my feed, and you all have earned a new viewer. Well, there, we, <laughs> there you <laughs> go. great. And Thanks. Jody Bassell has just dropped in there. I don't know if you knew this, my fiance. If you don't and mind, you. congratulations, Jody. Yep. Right on, It's a dream to work within the kitchen. He does it all my way. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: there you oh, well go. Well played. Well yeah, played. Well done.
0: Uh, this has been Joyce. Well, if you would love to have this type of conversation and observe a lot of food preparation in Icaria the Greek island known as the island where people forget to die. You are welcome to apply to join us. We are going June 12 to 21 this year. To it's a 55-minute flight from Athens. We're going in the Australian winter, the European uh, summer. We would love to have you join us. All the details at 100 com. That's 100 com. Ravi Rudner has come on just at the last minute to say hello on Facebook. Ravs, you've joined in just as the party is ending, uh, yeah. but thank you. He must
1: That's have important. just got back from a run, though, I reckon, Ravs, because he's just launched his running video series. Have you seen that?
0: He's a unit, Ravs. He is on fire. I haven't actually seen it. But I look forward to supporting Ravs in his running adventures. Yeah, unbelievable. Good work, good work. For more info on Damo, head to DamianChristophe.com, myself, MarcusPierce.com.au. And until the next edition of 100 Out Out, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for
1: now.